Well, good Friday afternoon, everybody. It's the 3rd of December, and my title today is A True and Effective Recovery Begins Here. You know, I've been writing our new series of messages and making videos of them that are designed to follow up the 180 Recovery Program that many of you have been through. Now, that program has proven effective as hundreds of Christian men have been gaining more freedom in their battle with porn. However, I realize that's only the beginning of this journey on which we're traveling, and there are millions still trying to hide their secret sin and failing over and over again to really begin to have the freedom they so desire. Imagine having been addicted to porn for years. (laughs) Well, shoot, we don't have to imagine that, do we? Uh, We have been living that way for years, if not decades. For those who have been making progress and are realizing that they can have a life, a much better life, being filled with and walking in the Spirit, uh, so where do we go from here? What is it that I can teach you that will motivate you enough to move away from the cliff and begin to live the normal Christian life that you have really always wanted? To finally begin to see God working in your life and working in you. I thought if I could make it so appealing, so exciting, that it will draw us closer to God and further away from sin, then we can go on to maturity in Christ and really begin to experience the life that God has for us. Well, guess what? I think I found it. I think I found it in five words that I read in Proverbs 1-7. Quote, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, perhaps our number one problem is that we do not have a good fear of the Lord. Now, give me a few minutes to make my case after you've rolled your eyes and have been tempted to stop listening or reading this and listen to what I have to say or I have to write. See, a very strange thing happened to Solomon, who wrote those words. God came to him, and in a dream, God said to him, Ask what I shall give you. And to expand upon that, he was really saying, Ask for whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. God was asking Solomon, son of King David, to ask for anything he wanted, and God was going to give it to him. I mean, wow, talk about an offer seemingly too good to be true. So Solomon says to God some interesting things. He says to God that even though he was now the king, he felt he was way underqualified for the job. He claims to be, quote, like a little boy, end quote, who doesn't even know how to go out or how to come in. Well, what does that mean? I mean, I'm assuming he was demonstrating humility by that statement. I mean, obviously, he knew where the doors were in the castle. And 
and he'd been going out and coming in since the day he was no longer having to be carried and could walk on his own. What he's saying is, how could he be king when he knows so little? Which is a preference to his perfect response to the blank check that God has just offered him. And then he says these words. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people to discern between good and evil. Now, the short answer of what that means is Solomon was just asking for wisdom. When Solomon says these words, his future was determined by his answer. Solomon hit the bullseye. He knocked it out of the park. He gave the very best answer he could have given. And here's what God says back to him, quote, Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart, so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall there one be like you arise after you. And suddenly this little boy who couldn't even find the doors, has become the smartest man in the room. Not only that, the wisest man on the planet. And oh, by the way, the wisest man in all of history. Now we know why this passage at the beginning of Proverbs, a book of wisdom, is so important. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And since this is so important, we better understand what the fear of the Lord really means. Now, when we hear the word or read the word fear in our world today, it normally means to be afraid. We fear we might get COVID-19. We fear our government has been chaotic over the last five years, and we're not sure if it's going to get better. We fear our children or grandchildren might have some evil come upon them or be hurt or wounded. However, the word fear in this context doesn't mean to be afraid of God. And yet, isn't that what most of us have been feeling and thinking in our recovery? We fear that God hates us and has abandoned us because we failed in overcoming our sexual addiction. We fear we have not been good enough or strong enough to become the Christians that God was really hoping we would become. And where the truth be told, all of our sexual sin exposed, then we fear our lives would be over. So we're afraid of God. And we're afraid of others. And I think sometimes we're even afraid of ourselves. But that is not what the word fear means in this context. It means to have the ultimate sense of awe or reverence. Fear pushes us away from God, but awe draws us closer to him. Fear pushes us away from God, but awe draws us closer to him. Things that we are afraid of, we flee. Things that we are in awe of, 
we follow. Awe has power in that it is like a magnet in our heart pulling us towards something that is so incredible that we cannot believe it, even though we're seeing it with our own eyes. We are, to a degree, shocked, but not with fear, but with fascination, because God is so awesome. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. We're going to go into more of this tomorrow. And I really think these podcasts and emails are going to be very helpful to perhaps all of you. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcasts. God bless you, my friends. I do hope you have a great day in the Lord and a great weekend in the Lord. Be sure you remain in community and continue to walk with Jesus. God bless you. Thank you, Father.